0: Here in heaven, how are we going to feel in heaven? Do you ever get thinking about heaven? Anybody? Thank you, J.B. I do, too. Thank you, Brother Russell. I do, too. We can find a little bit about heaven in the Bible. I was talking to one of our men this past week, and we both said, there's a mystery about heaven. We've never been there before. But it's going to be great. It's going to be glorious. I want you to take a trip with me today as we follow John the Revelator on a trip to heaven to be able to see, to be able to hear, to be able to feel what heaven, going to be like the title of the message today is worthy is the lamb say that with me worthy is the lamb one more time I heard about one Sunday school teacher was teaching her students about heaven and she said how many of you want to go to heaven everybody raised their hand but one little boy didn't raise his hand she said, son don't you want to go to heaven He said, yes, ma'am, but I was afraid you were getting up a load right now, and I don't really want to go right now, all right. I hope you're ready to go to heaven. Have you got your bags packed? You need to be ready when the Lord calls you. Hey, there's a calendar up in heaven that's got your name on it when you will die. Do you realize that? One day you're going to die. Boy, that's a sobering thought that you're going to take your last breath. And you're going to pass away. Are you ready to meet the Lord? Turn in your Bibles to the book called Revelation, chapter 5. Here's what we're going to the message today. Worthy is the Lamb. I propose to you today, if you don't believe in shouting, or you don't shout, you ought to believe in it, Because I can't help but get a little bit a little happy when I read about the book of Revelation chapter 5. And we're going in the message today, uh, worthy is the lamb. How is heaven going to be? And there are four reasons why you and I ought to be sharing Jesus with other people. There's four reasons why, listen to me, you ought to give him your time. You ought to give him your treasures. You ought to give him your talents. You ought to give him your life. You ought to give him your family. He is worthy. I declare unto you he's worthy. And whether you are going to shout it or whether you are going to acknowledge it today, I'm going to praise the Lord because he is worthy. He's worthy. If he's not worthy to you, you don't know him. If he's not worthy to you, you do not have a relationship with him. But when you know him, you know that he is worthy. And so, four reasons we'll find in the Bible today in the book of Revelation chapter 5. Here they are. Number one, we're going to see very clearly how Jesus Christ is worthy. Number one, because he is the lion from the tribe of Judah and he is the root of David and therefore he has prevailed he has conquered number two not only will we see that in chapter 5 verse 5 but chapter 5 verse 8 we'll see secondly why he is worthy because number two and don't worry I'm gonna have this beast who hears our cry who feels our pain and who and Answers our call. Hallelujah! 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 Oh, if your God's dead, get rid of him. There's the third reason why. Oh, yes, he's worthy. Number three, because not only is he the Lamb of God and the lion from the tribe of Judah and the great high priest. Number three, in verse 9, we're going to see he is the crucified Lord. Who has paid for my sins and your sins with his own blood? hallelujah, hallelujah number four we'll see in verse ten of Revelation chapter number five he's worthy because number four he is the word Lamb, who is a sovereign lord and we are made kings and priests, and we shall reign on the earth. Hallelujah. He's worthy. He's worthy. Now, wait a minute. When we come to the book of Revelation, chapter 5, you need to note this, that in chapter 1, we see the glorified Christ. We studied it in Sunday school. Chapter 2 and 3, the seven churches. Chapter 4 is a picture of heaven. John says, after this, after this, meta tota." After this, I looked and saw a door was opened in heaven, and I heard, as it were, a great voice saying, Come up hither! And immediately I was in the Spirit. I said that to tell you this Revelation 4 is a picture, no doubt of that great kitten-up morning call, the rapture, harpazo, rapio, the snatching away of the bride. Therefore, when we come to Revelation chapter 5, you need to know the scene is in heaven. What's heaven going to be like? What sounds are we going to hear? What voices are we going to hear? What kind of music is going to be played? Revelation chapter 5, John's in heaven and so is the church. Oh yes, futuristically. I am in Revelation chapter 5 if you there stand please as I read the text. Revelation 5, hang with me now and here's what we're going in the message. Y'all look now don't don't fret. Here is the outline right here. The Lord had me to type it out so you could have it. You know we're going from a chronological, logical, rational reason, reasonable uh, method of exegeting the passage. We're going from one verse to another verse and things the Lord put on my heart to share with you. I've got them right here on the screen. Therefore, you can take notes and you can uh, understand the train of thought where we're going in the message. And then you can shout like me, Worthy is the Lamb. Revelation chapter 5, if you're there, say amen. Hey, look, I've come to a conclusion, I don't care if you get excited or not, I get excited. I can get out there the cows, the birds, and get excited, and it don't matter if you say amen or not. I'm going to get excited whether you do or not. I've come to a place in my life, it don't matter. People don't control me. Somebody say amen. And I saw in the right hand of him that sat on the throne, a book now note the word book there it's the word biblion and it reference a scroll are you getting the picture here there's one sitting on the seated on the throne look at this Verse number 1, the throne, a book written with him on the back side. That means both sides. Look, seal with seven seals. Why is that significant, Pastor? Because the Roman law at that time, watch this, required, guess how many seals? Seven. Oh, I never knew that. I never heard that. That's why I'm pointing it out. Notice verse 3, and no man in heaven. John is caught up in heaven. What's he seeing. What's he feeling? Look, verse 3 and no man in heaven, nor in earth, neither under the earth, was able to open the book, neither to look thereon. And John said, I wept, I wept much. John is heartbroken. This book. Nobody's worthy in heaven under the earth or in the earth. He wept. And by the way, that word weep means the same word that Jesus wept over Jerusalem. When he said, oh, Jerusalem, I would that you'd be a, a mother hen. And he wept much over Jerusalem. Watch now. Hang with me. Verse number four. I wept much because no man was found worthy to open and to read the book and neither to look their own. But verse five. And one of the elders saith unto me, Weep not. Behold, the lion, underline that in your Bible, the lion from the tribe of Judah. Why is that significant? That takes us back to Genesis chapter 49 when Jacob gathers his children and one of them was Judah and he prophesied out of his seed will come the Savior of the world, the lion from the tribe of Judah. Notice, and the root of David, he hath, what's the next word? Prevailed. He hath prevailed. What's that mean? It means he hath. Am I too loud? Turn me down in the back. Turn me down. I can hear folks. They're just going. Hey, pastor, you're way too loud. Turn me down, please. There. I want you to stay awake. Notice verse number five. Weep not. Behold, the line of the tribe of Judah and the root of David. He hath prevailed. And the word prevail there is mean he conquered. Hey, look. Keep on reading. Verse number, uh, to open the book and to loose the seven seals are up. Look at verse six. And I beheld, and lo, in the midst of the throne, and uh, midst of this throne, one of the four beasts. How many of y'all see beasts? Raise your hand. Hey, anybody? Come on, talk to me, talk to me, talk to me. Talk. Last week, I curtailed the service. I said, hey, we're going to have Q&A time. Why? Because I saw people distracted. And I said, we're going to change it last week, and we might just do it this week. Amen? Hey, are you ready to listen? Amen? Are you excited about the Bible? Amen? Are you glad you're here? Amen? Well, look. Lay aside all the worldly care for a moment and let God. We're studying the Bible. Amen. This is not a Sears and rub up catalog. This is the word of God. God help us to honor the word of God. God help us to repent for our lackadaisical attitude about the Bible. We ought to get on our knees and say, God, your word is alive and real, and I've got a, uh, I, my heart is cold, my heart is wicked. I don't even want to be here. God changed my heart. We ought to have an altar call right there because the Christians are cold and indifferent. The word of God doesn't move you anymore. Why? You've gotten lukewarm. You've gotten cold. You've gotten apathetic. Listen, beloved, when you read the Bible, if it don't move you, something's wrong. I know you didn't want to hear that, but I love you anyway. I can tell you that, right? Oh, God, this ought to be be full today. for Christians repenting because of our lackadaisical. I'm sorry, I just had to say that. Keep reading. I sense a spirit of apathy in this place. I sense a spirit of indifference in this place. I sense a spirit of I don't really care what the Bible says. God help you to repent over that attitude. I know that's strong preaching, but brother, you know what I'm saying is true. Every once in a while, I need somebody. Now, Sabrina, I'm sorry, this is the first service. Y'all pray for Sabrina, amen. Somebody say amen. All right, sorry. Let's get back to where we, was at. Where we were at, where we're at. I'm sorry, I just had to share that. Look at verse 6. And I beheld, and lo, in the midst of the throne, and on the four beasts, the word beast there is not therion, which is used in Revelation chapter 13, the Antichrist beast. This word is zoom, Z O O N. Therefore, this is not the same word as beast. But look, this beast, and verse 6 says, in the midst of the elders, the elders there stood a lamb. By the way, that word lamb means a pet lamb. That's what John is describing as it had been slain, having seven horns. Oh, the kingly power and the seven eyes which are the seven spirits of God sent forth into all the earth. And he came, this lamb. Oh, get the picture, beloved. Worthy is the lamb. Fall on your knees right now. Bend your stiff neck right now. Humble your heart before an almighty God. He is the lamb of God. He is the worthy lamb. And one day you're going to fall on your face before the living God. You might as well do it now. Oh, Pastor, you gotten round up now? Yeah, because we treat God as He's commonplace. God, forgive us of taking Your Word and just uh, thinking it's some uh, some kind of uh, a, a document that doesn't apply to us. Lord, give us a passion for You. Lord, uh, strip away the pretense, the hypocrisy, the sin, the idolatry, loving money, loving myself. Loving Loving my job, loving my family. Oh God, set my soul on fire. You say, preacher, this is too much. You know what I'm talking about, it's real. The reason America's in the mess she's in is because the church hadn't got right with God. And the reason there's empty seats right here, God give us a passion to reach the lost. Amen. And me too. Keep reading. Oh my, I know some of you already cut me off. You need to leave, go ahead. It won't offend me. I can hit a moving target. Oh, brother. I'm sorry, but I had to tell you that. And some of you, if you guess if if you can't take the heat start out of the kitchen, bless God. Amen. Well, time has stopped watering down the word of God, tickling ears, patting pat, 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 people on the back saying, You're the best Christian. I know that if God says it is real but some of us got unconfessed sin in our life we're living in rebellion toward God and we think God's going to bless it he's not going to bless it until you bend your knee and get on your face before God he's a holy God he's a righteous God he's an omnipotent God and we had better stop playing around with God he's not a Santa Claus he's not a buddy upstairs he's almighty God and he won't share his glory with another. I can see you're stunned. Well, bless the Lord. Time to check up. Why am I here? What am I going to do when God's word is proclaimed? Am I going to turn a deaf ear? Let it roll off my back like water? Or am I going to break before God? Am I going to bend my stubborn neck and my idolatrous will and get low in the dust before a living God? I'll tell you one day you're going to. Can you all hear me? One day you're going to bow the knee before God. We might as well learn to do it now. I didn't plan to say that. I really didn't, but, but oh my, it bothers me. It bothers me. You think God's getting glory today on church when we come in here and give him lip service? Oh, I've done God a favor now. I've set aside a little time on Sunday, and so I've been a good little Christian today. I'm not going to obey the word of God. I'm not going to bend my knee. I'm just playing church. I'm coming to church because it's the right thing to do. And God says your heart's far from him. You need to get your heart right with God. Thinking you're spiritually elite, When God says, you're wretched, you're blind, you're poor, you're lukewarm, I'll vomit you out of my mouth. Boy, that's strong language, isn't it? I know some of you can't take this and you won't come back. That's all right. Amen. I got to stand before God. I'm not afraid of you or you or anybody else. I'm afraid of God. I'm going to stand before God, not you. You say, Pastor, we're going to sign your paycheck bless God, bless God, if the door closes here, I'll go somewhere else and God will open the door. I'm not, my security's not in a paycheck. Can y'all hear me? My security's in the living God. I haven't said that in a long time, but I want you to know. Oh, bless the Lord. Come on, keep reading. Keep reading. Yeah, amen. And maybe some others need to get there. I know I do. Man, oh wretched man that I am, who shall deliver me from this body of death? Notice what he said in verse number seven. Oh, yes, God convicting about something. You've been gossiping, you've been lying, you've been on Facebook and talking about everybody, and you've been self-righteous, and you've been criticizing others, and today you've already looked around and you've already said some critical remarks about somebody else. God forgive us of being a Pharisee. Amen. Forgive us, Lord. Well, we say, Well, bless God, Pastor. I'm at least I'm in church. I'm thankful to God doing church. That's just a starting place. But God says, what's your heart like? What's your heart like? Oh, look at this, verse 8. And when he had taken the book and the four beasts and the four and the twenty elders fell down before the Lamb, having every one of them harps and golden vials full of odors, which are the prayers of saints, worthy is the Lamb. And they sung a new song, saying, Thou art worthy to open the book and to take the seals and thou hast slain and hast redeemed us to God by thy blood out of every kindred and tongue and people and nation, and hast made us kings and we shall reign on the earth forever and forever. Hey, look, this is the word of God and all God's people said, how many love your Bible? Do you really? What if I came and took it from you? How much would you love it? What if you couldn't have any more? How much scripture would you know? Father, in the name of Jesus, Jesus, it's me standing in the need of prayer. I thank you for those that have come. I thank you, Father, for shaking my heart. And shaking this place to know that we don't want to be like Israel, the temple of the Lord, the temple of the Lord. God, we want to have contrite hearts, broken spirits, bankrupt. Bankrupt before you, a holy God. Father. To your presence now, oh God, don't leave us like we are. Change us. We ask this in Jesus' name. And all God's people said, "Amen." You may be seated. Oh, bless the Lord! Hey, look. I know my time's going. I'm looking at the clock. But look, look, he's worthy, number one, because he's a lion from the tribe of Judah. Look at chapter 5, verse number 5. He said, weep not, the lion from the tribe of Judah, the root of David hath prevailed to open the book and to loose the seals thereof. He's worthy today because he has prevailed. I suggest to you today that you get on your knees if you can. I suggest to you today you get on your face before a living God. Why? He has prevailed over death. He's prevailed over sin. He's prevailed over the devil. He's prevailed. Your God might be weak. Your God might not have strength. But you need to get rid of him. Jesus, the worthy lamb, is the lion from the tribe of Judah. He has conquered death. I'll never forget a few years ago I got a call and the call from Perry, Georgia a dear lady by the name of Shirley Parker called and said I'm giving my condolences about your dad I read his name in the paper, the obituary column I said ma'am there's got to be a mistake I just talked with my dad a minute ago she said There's a Robert Reese in the paper. And I said, it can't be. And I talked with him, and I said, there's got to be a mistake. He's not dead. He's alive. I want to tell you, if anybody ever tells you that Jesus is dead, tell them they're a liar. He's alive. I know he's alive because he woke me up this morning. I know he's alive. He's changed my life. And I want to tell you, if he's changed your life, you ought to say, worthy is the Lamb. I know y'all don't talk to me now. I'm Y'all mad, I can tell. That's all right. I love you anyway. And not only is he worth the lamb, but number two, notice the lion from the tribe of Judah and the root of David. By the way, I'd rather obey God and have favor with God than favor with you. The fear of man brings a snare. Do you know that? Proverbs chapter 29, verse 25. The fear of man brings a snare. But whosoever puts his trust in the Lord is, is saved. That's our problem today. We got too many mama, daddy called preachers are afraid to stand up and preach the word of God. They're afraid the people are going to run them off. God, forgive us of living in a layout of seeing age. Amen. God, help us to proclaim the word of God in love. You know I love you. I can preach hard to you. Somebody else come in here and they start preaching like this. I know you're not going to tolerate it. But you know I've been there for you. And I'm going to be there for you because I love you. I can talk to you like a mama would a child. Right? Some of you may not know me that good. But our folks know you need something. I'll be there. Right? The lion from the tribe of Judah. The root of David. He's prevailed. He's prevailed can I tell you he's prevailed over the devil I went to the doctor last week and the doctor said you've got bronchitis you've not only had the flu influenza B but you've got bronchitis he said here he said you need to take you need to take by the way I'm not taking this today so y'all don't worry he said you need to take this cough medicine and it's got codeine in it I said Doc I don't like taking medicine he said well you need this you need some rest and I said what He said, you need some rest. So I took that. um, I didn't take it in the daytime. I took it at night and took that cough medicine that had codeine in it. I will tell you, when I went to sleep, I dreamed the devil was after me. The devil was after me. This is the truth now. And I could see these hands coming after me. Deanna can witness. I woke up in the middle of the night. Uh, uh, she said, honey, wake up. What's going on? I was making all these weird noises. And, and I was going through a battle with the devil. The devil was coming after me. And I said, Lord, I don't know what to do. I tried to engage the devil in my dream. This is a true story. And the devil grabbed a hold of me. And I couldn't get loose. I was stuck. I said, Lord, you got to help me. And in my dream, I saw a man with hair white as wool and his eyes a flame of fire and out of his mouth is the sound of many waters. I saw it in my dream and I saw this one who was the lion from the tribe of Judah, the root of David. I saw him grab the devil and he threw the devil in the lake of fire and I said, hallelujah. Worthy is the Lamb. any if you've had spiritual warfare, you know what I'm talking about is real. If you're not attacked by the enemy, probably you're not serving God like you ought to be serving the Lord. Hey, but he, yes, is the lion from the tribe of Judah. Number two, not only is he the lion from the tribe of Judah, he hath prevailed, conquered, to open the book of the seals thereof. By the way, let me time out. This is not the devil pouring out his wrath upon the human race. It's Jesus. Jesus Christ gets the scroll from God the Father. He begins to unloose these seals. Why am I saying that? Because today there are those who say, that's the wrath of the devil on earth. I beg your pardon. It's Jesus, the only one worthy to open the book and the seals. He begins to unleash in chapter 6 the white horse rider. That is the counterfeit, the Antichrist, the red horse rider, taking peace from the earth, the black horse rider, a wheat for a penny, a penny for a wheat, the pale chorus uh, horse rider. One-fourth of the population dies. The first four seals. Jesus is unleashing these seals, not the devil. No wonder Revelation chapter 6 and verse 17, write it down. Revelation 6, 17 says, the wrath of the Lamb is come. That word is come is a which means it's already come. There are those who tell us the church is going through the tribulation. Sorry, you're wrong. The church was not meant to go to the tribulation. God's not appointed us to wrath, but power and love of a sound mind. First Thessalonians chapter number one, verse nine and ten. First Thessalonians chapter five, verse nine. God's not appointed us said Paul to the church of Thessalonica appointed us to wrath. Why am I saying that? There's a teaching today that's saying all the church is going through the tribulation. You're showing your ignorance about the uh, Old Testament. The church is not meant to go through the tribulation where the wrath of God is poured out. That doesn't mean we're not going to face persecution. That doesn't mean that we're not going to face unleashing of hatred among uh, the people of God. But it does mean this that the Lord, he has going to call up the church, the ecclesia, and therefore the Lamb of God, the uh, root of the tribe, of the root of David. Yes, the Lord made a covenant with David, and therefore, as we see him today, we should worship him. Why? Not only is he worthy, Uh, because he's the tribe of Judah the lion and the root of David. He's conquered, yes he has. I hope he's conquered in your life. I hope you're not uh, being a a prey to sin, a a victim of sin. I'm telling you today, he's come to give us life and give it more abundantly. He hadn't lost an ounce of power. He's given us everything we need by the power of His Holy Spirit to live in resurrection power, to be a godly husband, to be a godly wife, to be a godly mama, to be a godly daddy, to be a soul winner. He hadn't come to say, do the best you can. He's come to fill us with His Holy Spirit. That's why He's the worthy Lamb. Oh, bless the Lord. Thank you, Lord. You have a battle with the devil you'll come as I was telling you number two he is the worthy lamb as our great high priest great high priest this is what the Lord gave me to give to you and who hears our cry feels our pain and answers our call notice verse 8 come on notice verse 8 I know you can't turn there maybe quickly so here it is and when he had taken the book the four beasts and the four and the twenty elders fell down before the lamb every one of them having hearts and golden what piles that's a bowl, golden vials, full of odors, which are the prayers of saints. You know what that tells me it tells me God hears the prayers of a saint. That tells me God's saving them up. What a beautiful picture of the prayers of God's saints. I want to tell you something, it pays to pray beforehand. I want to tell you what. Prayer works if you work it. Question Who have you prayed for today? Who have you prayed for today? Why aren't you praying for America? It don't take much size to criticize, but when are you on your knees praying for America? Come on. We're just living hypocritical lives. I'm telling you. Who you prayed for today? There's some people that only are trusting you to pray for them. I'll tell you what, it's hardly a day goes by that I don't get a text message. Somebody says, pray for me. A lady called me. She's not even in the, community, in the church. She's a lady in the community. She said, my mama, mama's going for a heart surgery on Friday at Emory. This was just a couple of days ago. Please pray for her. Mama wants you to pray for her. I going to tell you something. If you and I are not walking with God, you can't get a hold of God. That's one reason why if we're not clean and have clean hands and pure heart, we're not praying more. It's because we can't get a line to heaven. Just because you've been a Christian for a long time doesn't mean you're in fellowship with God. You say, Pastor, where does that say that in the Bible? I'm glad you asked. Psalm sixty-six, eighteen: 18, if I regard iniquity in my heart, the Lord will not hear me. Y'all hear me now. Proverbs chapter 28, verse 13. He that covers his sins shall not prosper, but whosoever confesses it, forsakes it, shall have mercy. I've got a feeling some of us today are praying church. Somebody's asking you to pray for them, and you're out of You filled your mind with a bunch of garbage, and until you repent and get that sin under the blood of Jesus, you're not going to get a line to heaven. You can tell me what you want to. You can play church all you want to. You can be religiosity if you want to. But the word of God is the real judge. It's high time we get on praying ground. I don't know about y'all, but sometimes I'm not on praying ground. Sometimes i got to repent. I say, God, there's too much of me and not enough of you. Lord, there's too much of self and self-righteousness and self-glory and, and God, get that stinking self out of me and get Jesus filling me up. Who needs to get to the altar today? It's all about me. No, it isn't all about you. Worthy is the Lamb. You're the only one standing the gap for some people. Nobody else is praying for them. No wonder Ezekiel chapter 22, verse 30, Ezekiel said, I sought for a man or a woman, stand in the gap. Man, there's a gap right here, and the devil's busy about wrecking and ruining. I sought for a man, stand in the gap, make up the hedge. I couldn't find any. Daddies, are you on your face before God? Mamas, are you crying out to God? Spare my son. Spare my daughter. Save my grandchild, Lord. I sought for a man. Stand in the gap. Who hears the call of God today? Who will say yes Lord as Isaiah. God I'm not in praying ground right now but whatever you got to do get get all of that sin of rebellion and that sin of stubbornness and that sin of glorying in the flesh get that out of me Lord where I can get a line to heaven. Amen. Oh you shall know the truth and what? The truth will set you free. We got a lot of churches filled up with a bunch of Pharisees today. Hadn't been to an old-fashioned altar in years. Moss on your back, ready for another fight, ready to criticize somebody. No wonder the church can't go forward. We got a bunch of rebels sitting in the church hadn't got right with God. It's like an anchor in a boat. You try to paddle a boat and the anchor's out, you don't get anywhere. I'll tell you something, when there's sin in the camp, You can short-circuit the power of God. The sin has to be dealt with. I can't hear y'all. I can't hear you. Ask Ananias and Sapphira. Lied to the Holy Ghost. God just took them on out. Brother, if that happened today, we'd have a bunch of funerals next week. God help us. God help us. So, so, how many know what forgery is? Come on, it's okay to raise your hand. I still love you. How many know what forgery is? It's when you uh, authorize somebody else's name. Let's say, Brother J.R., I went down to the bank, and uh, how many believe J.R. don't need the money anyway? Somebody say amen. I say, Brother J.R., and I don't tell you. I go down to the bank, and I sign J.R. Wilson. I'm in trouble, Honor, Cameron. Number one, there's not no money in the bank. I'm just kidding. Number two, I forged his name. Hold on your seat. Hold on your seat. There's a bunch of spiritual forgery going on these days. Forgery, spiritually. Oh, I'm a, in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, Jesus said, "Who are you? I don't know you. You're not my child. You think you're going to pray and get a line to heaven? You're committing spiritual forgery. You got to be a child of God before you can get a line to heaven." And people today, Christians, I know you don't want to hear this, that's all right. I get one time to preach it, and maybe the only time I preach it. Hey, look, you said you're spiritual forgery. You're not walking with God, and you think, oh, but God hears my prayers, and God, who are you trying to fool? You're walking in deception until your heart gets right with God. If we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us our sins, cleanse us from all unrighteousness. You can't sign Jesus' name to your check. You can't say in Jesus' name, and I've got power. God says, you got dirty hands. you got a dirty heart. You've been feeding your mind with trash. I want you to get right with me. Otherwise, you're committing spiritual forgery. That hurts, doesn't it? Now, you can bind into all this business about, ah oh, we live in a universal church, and God understands my sin and all that. There's one problem with that, brother. I don't find it in this right here. I don't find it. That might be in psychology and pop psychology and all this cotton candy preaching going on today. I just don't find it in the Bible. Come on, talk to me. Now, what you gonna believe? Sears and robot catalog Or Dr. Postal Diggers on television? Are you gonna believe the word of God? time we get in the word that's why we ought to honor the word well so so prayer look I'm about done I'm about done somebody say Amen. hallelujah and he's pastored about done he's about to have a fit up there because Jesus is the word of the Lamb he is our conquering Lord who's paid our sin with his own blood. You've got to see this. You've got to see this. Hey, I'm not going to take time for you to look it up. I've got it right here. And they sung us new songs saying, Thou art worthy, open the book, and the seals are up. Thou art slain and has redeemed us. Agorizai, that means to buy back. It means to buy back with the intention of one to go free. Redeemed us to God by thy blood out of every kindred and tongue and people and nation. Oh, listen to me. Listen to me. I'm talking about the Word of the lamb who's paid for our sin debt with his own blood. If you don't uh, appreciate that, Your heart is far from God. If that don't cause you to want to say, Lord, you've been good to me, or God, I just don't want to skip in your house and nod my head at you, but God, I want to acknowledge I'm bought with a price. I'd be headed to hell had Jesus not uh, snatched me off the wide and broad gate and snatched my uh, heart and changed my heart. I'd be going to hell, and you would too. We owe God our life. You owe God your life. We don't tip our hat at God. God says, I bought you. I paid for you. Lord had me to preach a message not long ago. Are you a ripoff to God? Or are you a bargain? God bought you, and he said, Man, I bought him, but he's a ripoff. She's a ripoff. She don't do what I tell her to do. He don't do what I tell him to do. Oh, the preacher, God understands. No, God don't understand. He's out to change us. He that begun a good work in us, he will perform it until the day of Jesus Christ. We got to stop selling God short that God saves us to live like hell and live like the devil. He doesn't save us to live like hell. He saves us to be conformed to the image of his son. Man, I sense real conviction in this place. I sense real Holy Ghost conviction in this place who's been living like hell lately. Living like the devil. Listening to the devil's music. Marching to the devil's drumbeat. You know it's wrong. You play in church. You better get your heart right with God. God'll call your number. Can you all hear me? You say, preacher, you're just trying to scare me. I'm just telling what the word of God says. It's high time somebody having a backbone to tell you the truth. Instead of watering it down. I don't know about all this stuff, brother preacher. Well, I still love you, but hey, look, one day when I stand before God, I'm not going to say, God, the blood's on my hands. I watered it down. I was afraid they might not come back. God said, you false prophet. Your blood's going to be on my hands. Do you understand that I'm accountable? Read Hebrews chapter 13, verse 17. Read Hebrews chapter 13, verse 7. God says, I will have to give an account. And there's one day on March the 1st in 2020, God going to say, son, why didn't you warn him? Uh, uh, I, I want to be popular, Lord. You hypocrite. I want God to say that to me. No. And you don't want him to say it to you either. Stand before the Lord at the judgment seat of Christ. Why had not you been serving me? All these idols are in my life, and I'm too busy. God says, you blew it. You still get to go to heaven, but you lose your reward. The blood, the blood. Hey, word is the lamb, the blood. I want to tell you, and I'm closing right here. I'm done. Thank you all for hanging with me. Thank you for letting me just share my heart. Sabrina, please overlook some things I said. Amen. <laughs> anyway, no, I hope, you'll, I hope you'll take it to heart. Have I been preaching the Bible today or have I not? Uh, yeah, yeah. so so if I'm not preaching the Bible, preacher, you're not doing the Bible, you're not talking about, but anyway, here, I'm done. I'm done right here. Stand in the gap, make up the hedge, and we shall reign as priests. I want to tell you, that courtroom in heaven, that courtroom in heaven, do you know what it's going to be like? I'll tell you what it's going to be like. Yes, he's redeemed us by his blood. I'm telling you, worth is the lamb, and you have not been on your knees, on your face before God, and repented of that to, self-righteousness and god saying you're just playing games you're being a hypocrite just like the pharisees stop pretending and tell you something you can fool me and i can fool you but you can't fool god god knows your heart our hearts deceitful above all things desperate and wicked that court ruled in heaven god the father the eternal judge of all the earth he's on his throne and then i'm done now i'm done two more minutes the prosecuting attorney comes, the devil, and says, says, that man right there, and he points to me and says, guilty. Guilty. She's guilty. He's guilty. They've committed murder. Wait a minute. When did I commit murder? When you had hatred in your heart towards somebody, you committed murder. Hey, wait a minute. The devil's not finished. That man right there, me, you, guilty. What am I guilty of? Adultery. I ain't committed adultery. He that looks like a woman to lust after her has already committed adultery in his heart. How many men could stand here today and say, I've not committed a spiritual adultery? How about women fantasizing over romance books? Guilty, guilty. Oh, man, I'm feeling bad. Oh, I'm, I'm done. I'm done. Wait a minute. I need a lawyer. I said I need a lawyer. I said I need a defending attorney. Oh, you don't talk to me. I'm telling you, my little children, these things have a right under you. This is him not. And if any man sin, we have an advocate through the Father, through Jesus Christ the righteous. My defending attorney takes the stand. And he says, Father... I can't deny the charges of the dirty devil. That Randy Reese, he's guilty of everything the devil said. You are too. But Jesus says, Father, on the basis of my blood, I come and put the blood on the altar. I'm I'm begging for pardon for that reprobate. I'm begging pardon for that infidel I'm begging pardon for that sinner that you would uh, forgive their sin on the basis of my blood oh yes and set them free God the Father he looks at the blood and says acquitted uh, forgiven pardon, based on the blood of my son You get to go free. Woo. That's why he's worthy. Stand together.